afternoon everyone and welcome to Her Many Voices Foundation Indigenomics. Today is the season finale and we're going to be discussing goals, smart goals. Okay and my name is Miss Tammy. It is my last time where I'm going to be in front of you sharing some vital information so I'm going to make it count. Okay I'm going to share my screen so that um we can see what I see. Let's start. Okie dokie. Ah, it wasn't there. There we are. Her Many Voices Foundation presents Indigenomics, our SMART goals. We're going to be discussing exactly how do we achieve the goals we set for ourselves. Okay. And since today is the last one, but the whole 11 week series was meant to empower you with information about how to spend, how to save, how to invest, how money works. And so we're going to be discussing a smart goal towards that very, you know, mission on making sure that the money that you are putting away works for you. Okay. But before we do, let's go back a little bit. You know, we have to kind of like recap so that we know exactly what kind of smart goals we're going to put together. Okay. So what did we do in the last several weeks? We discussed the game, the money game, okay? We discussed the rules of the money game, and we began the very first session with the laws of the universe. I cannot stress it enough how important the laws of the universe, how important it is to understand it, to adapt it, so that you can achieve the things you want. And that's where we began. And then we went through several weeks of discussing different aspects of money. We talked about the financial foundation of money. We talked about the cornerstones of money. We talked about how money grows and how money gets taxed. We talked about investment strategies. We talked about insurance products. We talked about a little bit of everything, how to manage your debt, how to deal with creditors to make sure that you are not left holding the bag. We discussed what else? We discussed a little bit of everything. And then last week we discussed how businesses can ensure or protect their employees, their employees and themselves, right? So we did a little bit of everything. Again, it was a, a touch, a touch, an introduction to a lot of these topics. It wasn't some, it wasn't done in depth where all the answers, all the questions were answered. So I expect that you might still have questions, but we're here for you to reach out. I'm going to give you that information at the end. You probably have it so that we can answer the questions that you still have. Okay, so that was what we did. We had to set up the game, okay? And so now we're here. We're here to discuss after having after hearing all of that, okay? Being taught exactly how to track how much or how quickly your money is doubling. Remember rule 72. Now we're going to discuss how do we set up some goals that we can achieve? And I'm sure most of you have seen this before, the SMART goals, right? What that means, the acronym, SMART, 
S stands for specific. When when you're creating a goal, you have to be specific. You have to define the goal as much as possible, as much as possible with no unclear language. Okay. Who is involved in this goal? What do you want to accomplish with this goal? Where would it be done? Why am I doing this? The reason and the purpose and the why in specific is probably the most important. Okay, the why keeps you focused, keeps you heading towards that goal. Once you know why you're doing something, okay, and which which constraints and all requirements do you have? Okay, when you're creating a goal, you need to answer these questions. Then we go to the M for measurable. Can you track the progress and measure the outcome? How much, how many, how will I know when my goal is accomplished? Again, you are setting this up. You can create that timeline. You know what it is that you need to do. So figure it out. The attainable, the A for attainable, achievable. Is the goal reasonably, reasonable enough to be accomplished? Is it? You know. How so? Answer that. Make sure the goal is not out of reach or below standard performance, okay? Practically, there are really no goals. There aren't any goals that you could say are out of reach, okay? Everything is pretty much attainable if you work towards it. But there are some goals that could be below standard performance, which means it doesn't require you to grow. It doesn't require you to become a better you to achieve it. And so if that's the case, that's one of those goals that fall below standard performance. You have to challenge yourself, okay? Because we can all be done. The R stands for relevant. How relevant is the goal? Is it worthwhile? And will it meet your needs? Is each goal consistent with the other goals you have established and fits with your immediate and long-term plans? You got to match these things up, okay? They have to be in um, a nice orderly fashion for you to achieve your goals. You have to know exactly what one hand is doing with the other, okay? So you have to make sure they line up easily for you to achieve your goals. And T, for timely. Your objective should include a timeline. I complete this by the month, the day, and the year. It could be something you can put off for five years, for two years, maybe even 10 years. It depends on the goal. Okay, but it must have a timeline on it so that you know when you are getting close and are you on track to achieving those goals. Okay, so that's how we're going to create the SMART goals when it comes to today's class of Indigenomics. And you also remember we talked about this money game in a form of a sport because it is a sport. It's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. Okay, and so who are you on this team? You are the team captain, okay? And the, the sport we chose to, to make the analogy was the football sport, right? We're we're in the middle of the season right now, and you are the quarterback. Your goal is to get your money across to the finish line, and you need teammates to get you across that finish line. So don't forget, this is a game. You're playing with teammates to accomplish your retirement. So now let's begin figuring out how to go about creating these smart goals. And what is the goal for this session? The goal is financial independence, okay? What is that? Financial independence is the ability to live from income of your personally invested resources, okay? 
That's financial independence. And when you see the word invested, I don't want you to focus on investments in the stock market solely. It could be, but we're talking also about investment into you. Okay. You could be the investment that produces the lifetime income that you want. So the ability to live from income of your personal invested resources is the definition of financial independence. So now that we have that out of the way, you now have to decide how you're going to achieve that comes down to which game are you willing to play? Okay. Are you playing this game not to lose or are you playing this game to win? There are two separate things. Okay. And you can see here by what I have in front of you that to playing not to lose, these are the results or these are the prizes. You could be right. You can have some success. You could be in control of what the situation is. You can be, you're being accepted by everyone. You have a comfort that you feel, you know, you belong and it's convenient. Okay. These are the prizes for someone who's playing not to lose. Now, now, there's nothing wrong with that, but look at the other side and see what do you win when you are playing to win? Okay, when you're playing to win, you get truth, you get growth, you get fun out of it, the curiosity is met, you get healthy relationships, you get joy, understanding, better health, love, and fulfillment. Okay, a host of other attributes that you do not get when it comes to playing not to lose. So we have to be careful when we're playing this game, which one do we want to, which, which way do we want to play this game? Do we want to play it safe where we really don't achieve the things that we want in life, but we kind of get across the finish line barely? Or do we want to experience everything life has to offer? Do we want to grow? Do we want to be healthy? Do we want to have wonderful relationships? Well, it requires that we play to win to achieve these things. Okay. And in order for you to do that, okay, to play to win, because we most of us have been playing not to lose. We're staying within the box. We don't want to shake things up too much because we don't know what's waiting for us on the other side. So most of us have been playing this game in a way where we just simply don't want to lose. Okay. But I want to shift your focus into playing this game in a way that you will be winners. You're playing to win. And in order for you to do that, you have to become very familiar with something called passive income. Okay. How to create passive income. Because we are talking about money. This has always been about, you know, the money game. So how to create passive income. Well, first, let's figure out what is passive income. Okay. Well, passive income is money that you earn without active involvement. Passive income streams could include things like cash flow from rental properties Dividend yielding stocks, sales of a product that requires little or absolutely no effort. And of course, there are royalties and a host of other ideas that can produce passive income. Now, most of us are familiar with royalties, where whether it's an actor, whatever time, how many times you watch the same movie, Rambo, you know, Sylvester Stallone's gets a paycheck. That's considered passive income. He's not performing the, the, the movie all over again, but he continues to get paid every time the movie is shown. Same thing with a singer. Every time their music is played, they get royalties. They get an income from it. They receive a paycheck from it. 
So those are the ones that, that that's most familiar to a lot of us. Rental properties is also very familiar to, to us when it comes to creating passive income. What is that? Simply, you invest in a property, you invest in renovating it if it needs to be renovated, and then you put it on the market. You rent it out and you sit back and you receive rental rent from it on a monthly basis. And here you go, ta-da, passive income. Okay, sales of a product is where we're going today because most people believe that they can create passive income simply by owning a business. And that is not the case. You have to know which business in this country produces passive income. Okay, that opening accounts produces passive income in the finance industry. But we're going to take an example of an of a uh, a mechanic. Most of us tend to go to places that we become very familiar. They know us, we know them, whether it's our mechanic, as we said, we're gonna take the example of, you know, where we go get our car done. We can identify one mechanic that does everything we need done to our vehicle when, it, when the time comes. Now, what is that? Anything. It could cost $300, $500. You bring it to the mechanic. He fixes it. You're pleased. You go about your business. Everybody, you pay the mechanic, and that's the end of that. There's no more money transaction between you and the mechanic for that particular job. That's it. Next year, there's no continuous income coming to the mechanic because he fixed your car once. On the other hand, when you do open certain accounts, because that's where the passive income can be found when you're talking about sales of a product. When you open certain accounts, we can take the example of Medicare. Medicare is the um, financial health care, right? It's the health care that most of us are going to have when we turn 65. Everyone has to be registered, has to be enrolled for them for us to get the benefit. Someone has to enroll these uh, members. Once you enroll a member into Medicare, they make their, they get their services. And every year that they are enrolled, which means basically as long as they are alive, you will receive passive income from that one account that you open. You don't have to go back to the client. You don't have to do anything. As long as the account stays open after opening it once, every year you will receive some income from that policy, from that account because it stays open. That's passive income, where you're not doing anything, where it says there it requires little or no effort to produce passive income. That's what passive income is when, it, when, you, talk to, when you talk about sales of a product. So now, what product? How do we go about producing passive income? Now, all of you can feel free to identify your talents, figure out what you can offer so that you can be very valuable to the marketplace because the philosophy of the marketplace is this. You have to identify the philosophy. Okay, In order for you to become successful in producing passive income, you have to adapt certain philosophies. Okay, You have to understand what investing means into you as well as into the marketplace. Well, there's two philosophies that I just want you to be aware of. There are several, but for today, we're going to identify the rich and the poor philosophy. Okay. The poor philosophy, the poor philosophy says that uh, the poor spends their money and invests the difference and invests the rest. Okay. 
The rich, on the other hand, invest their money and spend the rest. Okay, it's the opposite of you know semantics, right? It's just the opposite. One does one, one does one the first, and the poor does it the opposite. The rich chooses to invest their money first and whatever is left from their investment, whether it's into an, uh, an apartment uh, complex, into a piece of property, whatever that is, they invest their money into something that's going to produce passive income and then they decide to spend the rest on whatever. On the other hand, we, most of us who fall into the poor category can tend to spend our money and decide we're going to invest the rest later. What happens? Later never comes. We don't have enough to invest as long as we do it this way. So we need to start changing the philosophy. We need to start thinking about how we see money and investments because that is what's going to get us to that finish line. Okay, as you see here, I think if I'm not if I'm not wrong, the way to pronounce this is Kierkegaard. You become what you understand. And that is why we've spent so many weeks leading you up to this point, because we wanted you to get a real understanding of how money works and all the different variables that are con that's connected to money. Okay, so remember the philosophies, the rich and the poor. You invest first or you spend first. Depending on which one you do, you will fall into that category. So now, what else is there? We have to understand our personal financial statements. Before we begin to really set certain goals, we have to understand where we are. We discussed a little bit of that uh, in previous sessions when we talked about doing your budget, your, your cash flow, your income stream, you know, figuring out what you owe, figuring out who you owe which ones are valid, which ones are not. So we did touch a little bit about on this subject before, but today just want you to see what you see here. You need to create an asset and a liabilities chart and list everything. List everything that you owe, whether you owe mom, you owe dad, you owe sis, you owe bro, you owe the neighbor, you owe the colleague, okay? You owe student loans, you owe the government. Okay, you owe for the mortgage that you have. You we have a list of liabilities. Don't be bashful. List them all. It's for your 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 eyes only. No one needs to see this, but you can really be truthful and honest with yourself. Remember, that's how you win, right? What do you win? What's one of the prizes in winning the game? Is you have to deal with the truth. The truth is you are where you are. No, no need to you know, cry over spilt milk if you find that you are really at the bottom because your liabilities outweigh your assets. Now, your assets can be what? If you own that home, list it. If you own any other property, list it. If it's only the furniture inside the properties that you own, list that. If it's the clothes on your back, you need to be clear with what you actually own and what you owe so that you know exactly where you're starting from. Because the law of the universe talked about the law of relativity, which means that we can't compare each other unless we understand exactly where we are coming from, okay? You may not be starting from where I am, so we can't compare it for apples to apples. We all have to start with where we are. So list those assets, list those liabilities, and when you finish doing that, 
and you do the subtraction to see exactly where you are, you will come to the net asset value. What exactly are you worth? Okay. In this game, in this money game. All right. And hopefully we are worth much, much more than we thought we were. But whatever the answer is, it can be changed. Okay. We can change that. That's why understanding the laws of the universe comes into play because it will show you how to change the situation. Okay. So list your assets, list your liabilities, find, subtract what those two columns bring you, whatever you're left with. Okay. You will find that to be your net asset value. And that's where you are. And now we're going to begin to grow that net asset value. We're going to at least attempt to do that. And it's going to be done by first understanding the marketplace. Okay. You are paid. All of us are paid primarily for bringing value to the marketplace. That's what determines our paycheck. How much value do we bring to the marketplace? And that can be anywhere. We have those who are bringing things like who are being paid $10 a, an hour, maybe even less. Those are paying $500 an hour or even more. It depends on the value that they are bringing to the marketplace. Okay, so what value are you how valuable are you to the marketplace? And the marketplace is these valuables, okay? Bring value to customers. You bring value to the company you belong to. You bring value at, with the product that you are promoting, you are selling, you are, you know, uh, bringing to the, to the consumer. You are bringing value based on the service that you are providing to the marketplace. You are bringing value on the quality of the product that you are providing, the brand. These are all the things that speaks of value. And the value of these different variables will determine exactly how much value you can bring to the marketplace. Okay. And the beauty about this is that you can always become more valuable to the marketplace by working much harder on yourself than you do on your job. Now, I'm sure maybe some of you have been familiar with this particular um, speaker, Jim Rohn. He has been someone that I've listened to quite a bit over the years. He has lots to say about how to grow your, your value in the marketplace. And one of the things he says is simple, you know, spend more time in personal development. Make yourself more valuable to the marketplace that you want to be a part of, okay? Increase your, your skills, Okay, improve your language, your vocabulary, your competence, your ability to bring out ideas. Okay, that is what's going to create the value in the marketplace, and you're going to be paid accordingly. Now, we have someone on the Her Many Voices team that has brought value, that brings value to the marketplace. Aisla Lewis is someone, she's behind the scenes right now as we are going through this. She's been behind the scenes every single week that we have provided you with the service. Okay. Now she has value. I can't even begin to explain all the things that she can do, but for those who know who I'm speaking of, they can understand what I mean. She brings lots of value, her ideas, her skills, her abilities always is producing better and better and better results. So 
That's one way. You got to constantly keep working on yourself. Find out what it is that you need to improve on so that you can become more valuable in the marketplace. That's exactly how it's determined. How much value do you bring to the marketplace will determine your paycheck. Okay, so good luck with doing that. You're the one that can do that. No one else. No one else can bring value to you. You're the only one who can do that. So now, once you do that, you will become or you would have the opportunity to become either a seller or a buyer in this economy, in the marketplace. Around here, there's only two things you can be in the marketplace. You can either be a buyer or you can be a seller. Which one do you want to be? And for you to understand these, you have to understand what they mean exactly. For you to be a buyer, you probably rely on wages, okay? For you to be a seller, you probably rely on profits. Two different things. Wages will make you a living, okay? Profits will make you a fortune. Now, What's fortune? Again, the law of relativity. My definition of a fortune may not be your definition of a fortune. Okay, but what we do mean is that we have the comfort that we want so that we can have the lives that we want. Okay, we don't, we don't want for anything. We are living within our means. Anytime something comes up, we have the ability to take care of it, to handle it. We are not scrambling to figure out what our next move will be. We are living off of profits, buyers or sellers. Which one do you want to be in this economy? To be honest, all of us are buyers, okay? With everything that we need in this world, we cannot provide it for ourselves. So we do have to identify those who will provide us with the services and the products and the materials that we need. So we are all buyers, but not many of us are sellers and we can be. We can be sell, we can, we don't need to be selling a product. We can be selling our ability, our gifts, our talents, our expertise. Okay, so it could be very well, that is what you're selling to the marketplace. But you need to decide which one do you want to be from here on end? Simply a buyer or do you want to get into the game as a seller? You need to be a seller if you're going to produce financial independence. Okay, they all go hand in hand. I hope you're seeing the value of how you can build your success of choosing to either remain in the same category that you've been in or moving over to the other category by simply putting more effort into you, okay? You can definitely do that. That is something that is doable. We all can. So good luck with providing yourself with that worth, with that value, so that you can turn around and provide it for the next person in the marketplace where you will be awarded for that. So now... If you want to decide, if you decide you want to become a seller, okay, you want to take on that role, not simply being a buyer where you're just spending your money, okay? That's the spending. You spend first and invest in what's left. If you don't simply want to be a buyer but want to move over to being a seller, you need to understand what options, what opportunities you have, what exists today, currently. There is something called the great wealth transfer occurring at this very moment when it comes to transferring your wealth 
to the next generation. Wealth transfer, gifting strategies, estate planning execution. There's a group of folks, a large group, that is struggling to understand how to transfer their wealth to the next generation. And if you read below this, you see that 45 million estimated U.S. households will transfer 68,000 trillion, no, 68 trillion dollars over the next 25 years. 45 million will transfer 68 trillion dollars over the next 25 years. The Americans age 70 and older has a net worth of nearly 35 trillion dollars. And the baby boomers control about 53% of the country's wealth. So there is a market right now that is opened up and ready for some of us who want to bring value to the market. Because we understand already as we stand that we are living either paycheck to paycheck, we are getting wages, who, which is simply providing us with a living but we are not going to be successful long-term where we're going to be comfortable with our retirement. That has been proven already, which is why we see constantly folks who are retired going back to the workforce, going back to the labor force, because their, their retirement savings is not enough. So there is a large number of retirees, the baby boomers in specific, who are right now looking for this very service so that they can transfer their wealth or simply protect what they have. Okay. So how do we go about this? Let's see this. The next thing is MAF, financial insurance services, the life cycle. We talked about the life cycle at the early, at the very beginning, where we say we are all on this cycle, starting with birth, ending with our death and ultimately with the transfer of wealth that we, if we're successful in playing this game, we will have to pass over. Now, some of these numbers are going to, some of you are familiar with the baby boomers. I'm going to give you a little history on the baby boomers. Well, for right now, you see that there are 71.6 million baby boomers. They are born between the eight, or born between 1946 and 1964. Now, right after that, there's the Generation X. There are 65.2 million Generation X, born between 1965 and 1980. Their range, their age, is between 41 and 56, okay? The age range for the baby boomers are between 57 and 75. And now you have the millennials. The millennials so far are leading the pack. They are 72.1 million millennials, born between 1981 in 1996, age between 25 and 40. Doesn't stop there. We have the Gen Z, 68 million Gen Z, born between 1997 and 2012. They aged between 9 and 24. 48 million Gen A so far. They are born as of 2012 and they will be up to 2025. So because we do not, we, ha we haven't reached 2025, we do not know what their full numbers will be, but for now they are 48 million Gen A. So from Gen A to baby boomers, you can see the numbers. The market is huge. 
for the services that can be provided if you bring value to yourself, if you add value to your skills. Now, the baby boomers have set the trend in this country since the 40s. For those who do not know, since the 40s, with numbers like this, 71.6 million baby boomers, they were being born almost each family had about four, five, even six children per family. So that's where the numbers come in from, 71.6. And they've set the trend. What does that mean? Well, anything that that population was in the market for, if you were in the if you were in the business of providing them with that service, with that uh, material, you will make lots of profit if you were in that era. If you were providing, uh, what is it, strollers, if you were providing pampers during the first few years between, the, between 1946 and 1964 and forever, Beyond that, but the baby boomers were the first demographics to, 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 to set up this trend. And everyone else with the Generation X, the millennials, the Gen Zs, we all follow. But the baby boomers were the first. Okay, so if you were in the business of providing them with their, you know, baby needs, then you made a, then you would make a killing in the, in the market. As these baby boomers grew, they go from needing strollers to needing bicycles. If you were in the business of selling bicycles during those years, then you made a killing. And you still make a killing because you have other generation being born after that wanting the same things. Okay, so as the baby boomers grew, once they grew to being in wants of, you know, in the 70s, when some of them were late teenagers, early adults in their 20s, and you were in the market for buying a vehicle. If that's, where, if that's what you provided, if that was the business you were in, providing a, a, uh, vehicles, then you made a killing. As these baby boomers go through life needing certain specific services or materials or needs, and you, be, and you are the person who's providing that, then you would make a killing. You would earn those profits, not simply wages, but profit. If you are the person in the business of providing that. If you are simply an employee working for that company, you're working for wages, you may not achieve the goals you set. But if you're the one providing the services, you will achieve the goals because profits will make you a fortune. At least it will get you to a place where you will be comfortable, okay? So let's continue with this trend that the baby boomers have been setting, okay? For the last 50, 60 years, they have been setting this trend. You figure out what the baby boomer market is in line for, is in need of, and provide that service, then you will definitely find your niche, okay? When you're trying to understand how do you become a value, to the marketplace. As the baby boomers continue to grow and they were more in the, in the market for buying homes, which was what happened in the 70s and in the 80s, you have 71.6 million baby boomers. Okay, Most of them, as they were growing older, they all needed the same thing. At some point, they were in the market for homes. 
So if you were into the real estate market, you made a killing. It continues till today. And today, the baby boomers are retiring at a rate of 10,000 a day for the next nine years. Okay, And this trend has been around already for almost 10 years. They've been retiring at that rate. Over 10,000 baby boomers are retiring a day for the next nine years. So if we're going to stick with the analogy, if we're going to stick with following the trend that the baby boomers have set, and today they are in retiring age, and the problem that they face is they do not have enough retirement for their, uh, they do not have enough savings, enough income for their retirement. So they are in the market of solutions to that problem. They are in the market of healthcare costs. They are in the market of figuring out how are they going to cover their costs as they get older. They are in the they are in they are trying to figure out exactly what illnesses, what tragedy, what unexpected events can occur to them during their retirement years leaving them vulnerable, vulnerable to the market, vulnerable to the risk of not having enough funding to live your retirement in peace. Okay, so the baby boomers have set this trend consistently, consistently since the 1940s. And today we are in a position to offer them solutions if you want to do that. If you want to provide solutions to your folks in your community who falls into these categories, we do have solutions for them. We spent a great amount of time leading up to how the game is played, what rules you need to understand, what internal revenue codes exist that you can tap into to provide these services, to provide these outcomes, these situations, these solutions. We've done it all. And so you could see if the numbers continue to grow, and they will, 72.1 million millennials are in the right age of understanding how to build properly their financial future. It all goes hand in hand. So the baby boomers have set the trend for us. All we have to do is pick up the mantle and run with it. We just have to understand what it is they need and how can we bring that to them. And to do that, we have to bring ourselves up a little bit. We have to bring more value to ourselves. We have to step up a little bit. We have to create more value within us. We have to become better speakers. We have to become better uh, thinkers. We have to become better at anything and everything we do because the competition is fierce. If you want to bring value to the marketplace, you have to bring value to the marketplace. You have to have something that is of value to the marketplace. So there it is. The baby boomers will do that. Now let's look over on the other side. That there are over 104,985 life insurance agents currently employed in the U.S., Okay, for all the millions and millions and millions of people we see in front of us, there are only 104,000 
approximately 105,000 life insurance agents to take care of the needs of the baby boomers. We're not even going to speak of the Generation X and the millennials. Let's just focus on the baby boomers because they are the ones in need and they are the ones setting the trend. Out of these 105, a little under 105,000 agents, 44.9% of them are women. Okay, They get paid an annual salary of $95,000. And 9% of all insurance agents are LGBT. And when it comes to ethnic background of these agents, we have 71% from white, followed by the Latino population with 14.8, and the black population with 7.9%. So you have it right here. Where do you fall? Okay, are you one of these categories? Can you fall into one of these categories that is desperately in need of your services so that we can provide the services that we want or, or, or our family, our community needs? That is why Indigenomics came together, come to provide you this service on a weekly basis because we wanted to provide you with solutions. We wanted to give you an idea of what it is you can do to make yourself a little bit more valuable in this, in this game, in this society, and how the game is played so that you are not caught out there with the rules and the penalties that are waiting for you, that you can achieve success at the end. But you got to be choosing the right game to play. You have to be choosing to win and not simply not to lose. Two different versions of that is going to take you uh, to do different paths. OK, they're all playing the same game, but you're taking one, 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 one lane versus another. It's going to produce different results. So these are the opportunities that we have to offer. MAF, Max Agent Financial, is one company that is offering an opportunity for those who want to be a player in the game, who wants to be the person who brings this information to their community to their family, to their loved ones, to their neighbors. That is what it's missing for us to take it over to the next level. We are not creating the results that we want. We do not have the manpower. We do not have the information. But today, this past 11 weeks, was an opportunity, an attempt to bring some of that knowledge to you so that you can turn around and make it work for you. You know how the game is played. You have to keep studying it. You have to keep applying it, okay? You have to do these things in order for it to become something that you know because you do not know anything unless you can do several things. The one thing that you can do, you need to be able to repeat it to someone else so that they can understand it. If you cannot explain something to someone, then you still do not know it. If you're not applying it yourself, you still do not know it. OK, so we have been providing this information every week in a way that you can begin to implement it. First, get to know the information and figure out how you, based on your own limits, your own budget, how it can work for you. It can work for everybody who's watching this session. No one is left outside. Everyone can be brought in as long as you understand how the marketplace works. And if you're trying to become financially independent, it requires certain steps. It requires that you go through life 
bringing more value to the marketplace than ever. And this is one way that you can do that. This is the way that we go. And I see now, um, checking, I just got a text letting me know that we are almost coming to an end. And I know that you are waiting to see exactly what else do we have to offer? What's going to come out after this? What else do we need to do so that we can achieve the goals that we set? Well, we've had it all. We don't have anything else to offer. This is it. This is how you're going to get to the end. This is where you're going to create a passive income of $1.9 million in the next 10 years. You're probably saying impossible. There is no way we can create a passive income of $1.9 million in the next 10 years. It is possible. You see the SMART goals worksheet that you see on your left? You need to start figuring out how to answer these goals, okay? How to answer the way you're going to achieve your goals. And your goal is to become financially independent. We are doing this so that you can become financially independent. I'm not talking about competing with the Warren Buffett. The, uh, um, well, who else uh, besides Warren Buffett, who's like uh, the Bezos family, Jeff Bezos. We're not talking about becoming one of them when we say creating a passive income of $1.9 million in the next 10 years. We're just simply saying that you can begin to do what they have done. The only way you can become comfortable in this country is you have to find a way to, to, to uh, create passive income for yourself. Working for a wage is what you can do today. Working towards Profits is what you can start implementing tomorrow. And it will begin by simply writing down those goals. Write the goals you have in mind, whatever that is. If the financial independence to you means achieving $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year, $500,000 a year, we all have our number. Okay, so you figure out exactly what that goal is and write it down. When do you want to start achieving this if you haven't? If you're not there, okay, you have to be specific. We talked about exactly what do you want to accomplish? When do you want to accomplish this? Who needs to be included? Do you need to bring other individuals into your circle? Or are you okay to go ahead and accomplish the goals? If you need to bring individuals to your circle, you need to bring them in. You have to go find them, okay? When do you want to do this? And why is this a goal? If you do not have a why, you may never accomplish what you set out to accomplish. Your why is everything. Your why gives you the oomph to continue when the obstacles begin to, uh, to pop up in front of you. So you need to have a why. Then you go on and you figure out exactly how am I going to measure my progress? How am I going to do that? You can easily see progress. You can see now that you have taken a course, you got further ahead, you have you're teaching yourself a different language. You decide what those goals are that's going to bring you to financial independence. Do you need to speak another language? Do you need to pick up two other languages? Who knows? Maybe you want to go into a specific market and you need to speak that language to be able to, to reach the individuals. You figure out exactly what it is that you need. Is it, are you going to be able to measure that? If, are you seeing progress in those things? Are you going to be able to attain all the skills that you needed to get to that goal? Are you learning the, the things that you need to learn? I do not know why, where you are in that journey. 
So I can't say exactly what you need to accomplish, what you need to, to, um, to improve in order for you to get there. But you know, you know exactly what you need to do and you know how to go about doing it by being disciplined, by being organized, okay? It's going to be attainable. Do you have the, the, the skills required to achieve the goals? Yes or no? Not? How do you get the, the skills? Simple, Google, uh, Zoom. There are always a class today that's becoming the norm, teaching yourself online, going for your master's online. There are so many ways you can improve your skills, making yourself more valuable to the market. Why am I setting this goal now? Is it aligned with overall objectives? Attempting to become financially independent is the key, is the goal that all of us should have. And it's never too early to start creating that 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 path or to start adding value to it. So you need to start ASAP. If you haven't begun, you need to start now. There's no more time to delay, whether you are just 18 years old or you are 50 years old or even older. There are always ways to position yourself to achieve the goals that you set. What is the deadline and is it realistic? Be honest with yourself. How long is it going to take? Six months? a year, two years, when in those time, you will see progress towards that goal. You will understand if you are achieving, you will have uh, certain land, certain um, markers to see exactly how you're achieving them, or you're getting there, or you're getting there, or you're coming closer, or you're coming closer. And what do you need to do to get back on track if you're falling a little bit off? Those things are on you. Remember, you're the team captain. You're the the main player on the team. If you do not understand your role, then you will never achieve what you're trying to. Okay. And with this, you can create a passive income of $1.9 million. I know you're still saying that is impossible. 1.9, I barely can make $50,000 a year now. And you're telling me, how am I going to create a, you want us to create a passive income of $1.9 million in the next 10 years. It is doable. We live in America. Okay. That I showed you the demographics. I showed you a market that is ready to receive agents who are primed, who are educated, who are professional, who wants to go out and help their neighbors, their communities to become more financially empowered. And that is all you need to do. Very little effort in doing it and you sit back and you can create that passive income. It's not as easy as coming on board and you create passive income. I just want you to see the vision of being able to create $1.9 million. Can I do $1.9 million? I'm telling you it's possible. If you want to understand exactly how to go about it, you just have to reach out to me. Okay, You have to reach out and make sure that you give me the time that uh, that you you give me enough time to take you through a process that's going to make you financially independent. And when you see this information, you make sure you contact me at Tamara, at Tammy, at hermanyvoices.org. That's my email. My phone number is 646-796-5713 or 720-404-9037. Okay, Her Many Voices Foundation is here to help us become empowered. Okay, so go on the site, look at all the other sessions that we've provided to you, see how much you need to refresh, review, how much you didn't know, learn them, come back to us. 
Okay, reach out to us on, on the site, hermanyvoices.org, and you will see all that we're doing. Now, I hope that this last few weeks have brought a lot of value to you guys. I hope you have seen that there is a process, there is ways, there are ways that you can adapt to become financially independent. And today we are focused on how you want to create that financial, that financial independence. How can you do that? Okay, how can you create that? We've just explained. Okay, it's not going to be an overnight uh, mission, overnight process, but you can reach out to Tammy at hermanyvoices.org and I will take you by the hand and explain to you all the different opportunities that exist within the finance industry. Okay, because that's where money is and nothing makes money like money makes money. And if you are in a position in the, in the field of protecting people's assets and money, which is what we will be doing, then you will become financially independent. Okay, so what else is there to say? I'm not sure if there are any questions, if there are going to be any um, anything left for us to, uh, let's see, if I can see anything else in terms of questions for the from the uh, crowd, from the audience that says that we are, I will be taking questions shortly. Does anyone have anything to put forward? This is it, guys. Listen, it's been a pleasure speaking with you on Indigenomics and creating a path to financial independence. I hope you found a lot of value in everything we talked about. I hope you put into practice what you have seen, what you have written down, what you the notes. If you haven't taken any notes, you're lucky because we do have this on the Her Many Voices uh, website where you can go back and review all the different sessions. We have some, we're putting it on the Apple podcast. We're doing things that's going to make it accessible to you so that you can always review the do's and the don'ts. And again, it was just a simple introduction. You weren't supposed to get a full in-depth course on everything dealing with money, but we touched on a little bit of everything so that you can have a better understanding of what your role is in this game and how you can achieve the success that you want financially based on the rules of the game. So I'm looking now, I see we have about five minutes left before we completely say goodbye to the Her Many Voices uh, world, uh, our people, our, our viewers, our followers. This is it, guys. We only have a few more minutes left. If there are any questions at all, please feel free, okay? And if not, if I don't see anything, then I guess I've done a wonderful job of providing you with the information that we set out to provide, okay? Uh, Her Many Voices wants to say thank you. I wanna say thank you for giving us your ear, giving us, giving, you, uh, giving us the opportunity to bring this information to you. It's very much needed. We know how many of us do not understand the game of money. And this was the first step in trying to bring that information to our community. So please apply it. Applied knowledge is, uh, or I should say knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is empowerment. In order for you to accomplish your goals, you must stay focused. And you know what focus means? Follow one course until successful. 
okay? Follow one course until successful. Do not let fear get in the way. And you know what fear stands for? False evidence appearing real, okay? Don't believe the hype. There's nothing to be afraid of. Take that step, move forward, and accomplish your goals. And don't forget that you have to start by thinking positive. The law of vibration is with you every second of the day, whether you are awake or not. So start thinking what you want to achieve here and see if it doesn't come out in your hand as you work towards it. That's how it works. Okay, guys? So thank you again. Have a wonderful, safe rest of the year. We're going to see what else we can bring to you so that we can continue to empower you on a daily, monthly, annual basis. We're not going to stop. So au revoir, everyone. Thank you again. And to all of you, I bid you farewell. Let's see. <laughs>